Let's just bow our heads and go before the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Lord, that you've blessed us so much. And we've had opportunity to be a blessing. And in, in, even in the process, Lord, we've been blessed even more. We thank you right now. We ask you, Lord, just to be in our classrooms with our children. Lord, as they are instructed, Lord, let them hear and receive your word. Lord, let your, your spirit have free course here and in, and in here as, Lord, as we dig into your word. Lord, speak to our hearts. Help us to know, Lord, what it is that you want us to receive on today as we strive to rightly divide your word and receive it in our spirit that we may walk thereby. We may understand and know who it is that you are and, Lord, what it is you desire for us, your people. Lord, we pray for our community. We pray for those that are yet less fortunate than we are. Lord, and we, we ask your blessing. God, use us in any way that you can, God. Hallelujah, to lift somebody up, to encourage somebody along the way. And we give you praise right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. we got so much to be grateful for. So much to be grateful for. Amen. And one thing the enemy would love to have us lose sight of all that the Lord does and gives us. But this morning, you know, I've been just meditating on this word and this, this this principle for some time, just as we are moving into the the Christmas season, the holiday season, and you know, we 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 recognize that this time, and we got past all the turkey and the dressing except for yesterday, but we're you know we're, we're past that, amen. And everybody getting their 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 bellies full, and now as we move into December and we're heading into Christmas, then. You know, it, it becomes more and more about the giving and the receiving of gifts. You know, it's like, you know I just, this morning I just want to bring a slightly different look or view, amen, of, you know, the, the coming of Christ, the reason and the purpose, amen, that's behind all the holidays. And we, we know if we do the research, we find out that maybe he wasn't born in December, amen, and, you know, but the fact is he was born. Amen. Now let, let me let me let me preface that by saying this: You really don't know when you was born. All you know is what they told you. You know what? All we know is what they put on that paper. But they could have been, you know. And, and, and the fact of the matter is, if I was to go get Monica, my daughter, if I was to go get her birth certificate, they put the wrong year on her birth certificate. I discovered discovered two years later, but when I got a copy of her, her birth record, they had the wrong year recorded on there. Made her a year older. She wanted to hold on to that, you know. <laughs> so, so we really don't know except for what they told us. But the fact is, he was born. You know, so we we need to at least take time out to acknowledge that, and you know, no matter how it got to December twenty fifth, that's where it is. Amen. So we take time, but. The focus oftentimes is on what we're going to get or what we're going to receive. We make up our Christmas list, amen. And, and at the same time, we have our own little wish list. We may not even say it, but we got a wish list, amen. I don't want nothing, but you ain't going to reject nothing either, amen. So, so it, 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 the focus just becomes about, you know, the giving and receiving. But I want to try and give us a little different, uh, 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 a clearer perspective on this giving and receiving thing, amen? Because yeah, we know, amen, ultimately Christ came, 
amen, for our salvation. Essentially, amen, what is that? What is it? What is salvation really? Amen. When we stop and think about it, we, we, we go through a whole plethora of how to get saved and what it means to be saved. And, you know, but what really, what is salvation? That's what we want to try and take a little look at on today. Amen. What is, what is salvation? And essentially, in a nutshell, it's simply the restoration of our relationship with God. Christ came to restore a relationship. You know, so I'm on an assignment this morning, amen, to just try and clarify simplicity, amen, because we, we can easily overcomplicate this walk. And we got a whole, you know, the Bible, and there's so many do's and don'ts and, you know, rules and regulations if we want to look at it like that. Amen. The law and the Old Testament, why the law, and then all the things that we see in the New Testament, amen, and the, you know, the crucifixion and all that. And all those things have their very valid, very important and, and plays in the big scheme of things. But when you boil it all down, you know, you ever boil something so you just get down to the bare bones? Man, you can boil the chicken till they just fall off the bone. You keep on boiling it, amen. Pretty soon you're going to have nothing but bones because it's just going to turn into stock in the pot. Amen. But see, we, we just want to get down to the bare bones a little bit this morning. Is that all right? So, and because of, you know, so it's really, it's really just that simple. Think, think about it for a minute. If we were in the relationship with God, that Adam was prior to the fall, where would we be? What struggle will we have in our lives? What lack would there be? Where would the enemy have room to come in against us on any hand? Because of that relationship with God, think about this. Because of the relationship that he had with Adam and Eve in the creation, how he created man to be his representatives in the earth, amen, because of that relationship, God was prepared to give mankind power and dominion over everything that he had made. Because of that relationship, he was, you know, he, he was putting us in a position that, that we would rule and reign his creation with full power and authority, you know, given in our hands. And when God gives you something, amen, it's yours. God is not an Indian giver. He don't give you part of it or half of it. But, you know, once he released it, it was in the hands of man. And only one thing caused that relationship to fall. But I stop and think about, you know, let's look at Genesis 1.26. Hallelujah. If we could just approach God simply. You know how he says if we come as little children? <laughs> you know? Amen? But a kid just wants you to love them. Isn't that right? And they're happy. And, they, and one thing about kids, they, they know how to return love. Amen? But in Genesis 1, 26 and 27, it says this, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, 
and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So he said, everything, I'm going to put everything under your control, under your power. You'll have dominion over it all because you're in relationship with me. And, and, and because of that, Adam, it's all yours. It's all yours. Just tell somebody it was all his. Ooh, think about that. Mm. To everything, amen. The cats, the dogs, the crickets, the roaches. And it was all under his authority. Come on. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, created he him. Male and female created him them. Power, access, amen, and authority. And to top it all off, a great relationship that was second to none, a relationship with God, is what he came to give us. He created us so he could give it to us. Does that sound like a selfish God? I mean, he created all this, the earth and everything that was in it. Then he created man and he said, I'm, all I did, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give you authority over and, you know, we see how he created the garden, amen. And they, they tell me the Garden of Eden, as you begin to look at it and study it, beautiful place. No lack. No nothing. Amen. He had, didn't even have to do any work, I mean, just sit there and receive it. And he said he put him there, amen, to keep it and to till it. But it was, how hard would that be? God makes the dew to come up from the ground. I mean, the dew, the water, the, the plant. And it's all made available to him. We're still talking about this giving and receiving thing. I want us to really begin to understand how much the Lord has given us. How unselfishly he gave it to us. Amen. So we, we, see, we, we look at that relationship, amen. And the, the relationship that God created us to have, that very relationship is the number one thing that Adam and Eve lost in the garden. Go to the third chapter of Genesis with me. The eighth verse. Hallelujah. Then they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. I mean, God will come and just spend time with him, talk with him. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. They never hid before. This was immediately after they had taken the, uh, of the forbidden fruit. They touched the tree that they were told not to touch. And, and as soon as they did that, amen, their eyes were open and they could begin to see that they were naked, amen, and they began to, to have a, the knowledge of good and evil. They, 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 in other words, they had accessed something prematurely, and because of that, now they didn't know how to handle it. And here comes God, and because they know, they know, I mean, they got the knowledge of good and evil, now they know they've been disobedient to God. So when he comes, amen, as he probably did daily to commune with them, what are the first thing they do? They begin to run and hide. The relationship has already been severed. My goodness. 
and they they hid amongst the trees in the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? As if he didn't know where they were. But see, he wasn't asking about their physical location. He was asking about their spiritual location. Where are you in this relationship, Adam? Where are you in, in relation to me right now, Adam? You know, and, and that's where we got to constantly ask ourselves, where am I in my relationship with God? And, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden. I was afraid. You've never been afraid before. You know how our kids are? Maybe not. Nah, I won't even go to our kids. Y'all know how we was when we did something wrong. We know daddy would come home. We know mom would come home. And you know you done messed up. And see, now I, I tell you, Pastor Linda used to, you know, tell the kids, you should tell them all the time, wait till your daddy get home. Then <laughs> she called me before I got home, giving me the report, so that oh, when dad get home, the disciplinarian was coming through the door. So they, they would hurt and try to fix up and do this and that and the other, but it's too late. I got your number. Huh? Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. You know, so that, that's how we, we kind of do with, with the Lord, amen. Now, Adam knows he's coming. He knows he done messed up. So he, was a, he said, I was afraid because I was naked and hid myself. Now, you ain't had a stitch on since you was created. But see, it, it, it wasn't just the outward nakedness. You see. There was, there was another thing that he exposed the wickedness and the disobedience of his heart. And the Lord could see, and it's like, oh. He said, I was afraid because I was naked and he hid myself. And look what the Lord said. Who told thee that thou was naked? Who told you that? In other words, who you been hanging with? And that's the topic of this message this morning. Who you been hanging with? Who told you you were naked? Who told you that that has separated you from me? Who told you that it has caused you to run and hide from the Lord thy God? Who have you been giving your ear to that has severed our relationship? That has caused you to take down from all my blessings and my love and all that I'm trying to give you and to provide. Who you been hanging with? And we need to ask ourselves that same question. Who you been hanging with? Say, who told you that? Then he asked him another question. He said, has thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? Have you done what you know you wasn't supposed to be doing? You acting like you ain't know you ain't supposed to be acting. You talking like you ain't supposed to be talking. You walking where you know you ain't supposed to be walking. Who told you that? Who you hanging out with? See, the problem, the first problem to follow the creation of man, the first problem was listening to the apple. Give an ear 
hanging out with somebody. And when they decided to uh, go ahead and hang out and have a conversation with the snake, who represented Satan himself, when they, they decided to give ear to an opposing contrary voice to what the Lord had already told them, in enters the separation in relationship. Because now you begin to question. Because Satan dropped the question in her heart. Has God not said? And he said, thou shalt not surely die. So, well, God on one hand said you will. But here, go to devil. And when you begin to give ear to the wrong voice, now you begin to question the voice of authority. Because what the devil tried to do, now notice, he gave them access to everything in the garden. Everything he had created gave them dominion over everything. Except that tree. Except for the tree that's in the midst of the garden. You should not touch it. So he took this God that gave you, gave them everything and made it seem like he was trying to hold something back. Trying to make God seem selfish. I'm like, wow. And the nature, that nature, that sin nature crept in. And we're going to do what we want to do. I'm going to do it anyway. He said, don't eat, and thereby the relationship was severed, amen, because they're hanging out with the wrong people. I'll bring it down to us today. Hello? I mean, because sometimes we've got to be so careful about who we give our ear to. We've got to be so careful, amen, about why, because, you know, the Lord has called us and he set us and he, he, he desires to make us his own. And his whole plan now is to restore us back to right relationship so that now we can walk in the dominion that he was trying to give Adam from the very beginning. But there's too many voices. There's too many places we're hanging out. Too many things, amen, that's getting our attention, amen. So, so the Lord is trying diligently to draw us back into himself. You know, all they needed to do, and that's us as well, all we really need to do is to, in order to return to this relationship, is learn to appreciate all that God has already done. And, and, and to love him and to, to worship him, amen, for who he is. Amen. If, if we could just get there, amen, just to, to learn how to do that, to strive for that relationship, everything else will come back into its place back into its order, but, you know, I mean, that's about as simple a picture as I can give us, amen, to, to, to what salvation really is. It's a restored relationship. And each one of us can ask ourselves, amen, in and of ourselves, where is my relationship with God? Is it really where it ought to be? All of us. We've got to examine ourselves, amen, the internal motives and the internal thoughts and actions and, and mindsets and really decide where does God fit in this part of my life or that part of my life. 
he should, you know, he, he's trying to give us all, and he wants us to be ready to do what? Give him all in return. Now think about this, you know, and I really need you to hear, hear what I'm saying this morning. As we, as we, we think about salvation, amen, it's not really, it's not focused on going to heaven as if that's where we're really going to be going. It's not focused on missing hell. You know, no, 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 no. See, those things, those are distractions. Amen? It's really about relationship. That's what it's really about. Because when, when the relationship is right, oh, my goodness. <laughs> he said if the relationship is right, God will do what he said he would do. Amen? You know, look, look at Genesis, the fourth chapter. He, he laid it all out in the first few books and chapters of the Bible. All we got to do is just look at them and see what happens. But Genesis 4 and verse number 7, dealing with Cain and Abel, you know, my brother, my, you know, he and my brother Ethan, slaying his brother, getting mad because he wasn't. All this. But look what he said in the seventh verse. He says, if thou doest well, wilt not thou be accepted? In other words, the Lord's telling him, if you do what's right, I'll accept you. I mean, in other words, you'll be rewarded because of what you've done. Our relationship can be healed. It can be, if you would just do well. And when the Lord said do well, what he's really saying is do what I said. Not what you want. He said, do what I say. If, you, if thou doest well, thou shalt be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Huh? I said, if you, if you want to do what you want to do, go ahead on. Sin waiting on you. It, it's, it's not knocking on your door. It's waiting. It's just come on out here. That's not, it, it, the decision and the choice is ours. And then look at the second half of that verse. He said, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. Wow. In other words, sin desires to have you. That's what he said. He said sin. That's the he he's talking about. And he desires to have you. He desires to control you. He desires to rule you. He desires to destroy you. And you're going to have to rule over him. But we can't rule over him without God. Huh? We, 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 we won't win the battle without God. So we need to call on the Lord. We need to be in right relationship with him because when I'm in right relationship with him, I surrender all of me. Hallelujah. Because I realize, hey amen, without him, whoo, where would I be? Uh, so it's time for us to begin to understand, uh, you know, this more clearly the basic, just the basics of God's plan for us. Amen. You know, we have a lot of things, a lot of ways that we, we overcomplicate, like I said earlier, we overcomplicate salvation, even to the point when, when the disciples, amen, as Jesus was teaching them at one point, and he was telling them, amen, about the rich man. We're going to touch on that in a little bit here. But they even asked him the question, well, who then can be saved? Because they were looking at it through natural eyes. They say, if it take all that, who can be saved? In other words, this is too hard. 
But that's not what Jesus was trying to get them to see. He was, he was trying to get them to grab hold of a, a, a principle here, amen. And, and that's what he wants us to see. It's simple as having a right, truly right relationship with God. Now, and the reason I say preface it with a truly right relationship is because the relationship being based on how you see it. Well, I'm good. I'm in a good relationship with God. I, I think I'm good. What does the Lord say? If you really run everything about God, what do you think he would say? You know, because he's, he's the final authority. Amen. So if we, we can get that relationship back with him. Turn over the book of John with me. God is a giver. And we still, I, I know we, we're still in the holiday season. But I want us to recognize that all giving began with God. It all originated there. He gave us life. And we were nothing but a thought. You can't outgive God. Every breath you breathe is a gift of God. Huh? But this very familiar passage of Scripture to most people, save that unsaved, amen, as we call it, saved. John 3, 16. Say, for God so loved the world, oh my goodness, that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Wow. 17th verse says, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. He didn't come to beat us up. But that he, that the world through him might be saved. And the only might in that is on our part. Huh? Because if we would just obey him, we will be saved. But see, we're the only ones that, that, that bring an iffy into the equation. Hello. And then over in 1 John 4 and 9. Hallelujah. Y'all get this, this Lord. Relationship. Just say relationship. Then ask yourself, how is my relationship with God? See, a lot of times we, 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 we base our strength, our, 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 our popularity, you know, or our salvation based on our relationship with other people, how they see us. But how is that relationship with God? You could, you, could, you could do a lot of things in church and still have no relationship with God. Now, as I touched on last week, amen, even when he talked to the, the um, ones who came to him and said, Lord, Lord, haven't I done this? Haven't I done that? Haven't I done that? He said, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, I never knew you. Oh, you did all that, but I had no relationship with you. I didn't know you. I mean, and at that place when he's talking about knowing, even in that verse, he's talking about an intimacy. Not just knowing your name. Oh, he knows our name. I mean, he created you in your mother's womb. But he's talking about an intimate relationship with you. That goes beyond just knowing your name. You know, people, you know people's name on your job, on your block, but you don't, you don't know them. Huh? He wants us to. He wants to know him. 
beyond the superficial. But in 1 John 4 and 9, it says this, In this was manifest the love of God toward us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might have life through him. Hear what that says. That we might have life through him. What are you talking about? I'm living now. No, he's not talking about just breathing. Huh? He's talking about having life through him. And not just life now, but life eternal through him. And you see, there's no way to, and oh goodness, there is no way to access eternal life without going through God. Now, you might live, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 years. I mean, I was looking at that thing the other day. A couple of weeks ago, they were celebrating a, a lady. I think she was him watching 112 years old. She's a centurion plus. But when that ends, if she don't know God, and I'm not saying she didn't, but I'm just saying if she don't know God, then that's the end. There's no eternal life. But he said he, he came that we might have life through him. Wherein is love? Not that we loved him and that loved God. But that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. In other words, the payments of our sins. The one that took on all those things that we did wrong, even when we didn't know no better. And even the things that we do when we do know better, only we got enough sense to repent. He said he, he sent him here, amen, to take it all upon himself. Talk about relationship. You see, when, when, you, when you're in right relationship with somebody, they're ready to walk with you. Huh? But I don't care how close your relationship is with another person, they can't bear your sin. I don't care how close I am to, to Pastor Linda, my wife of 40 years come April. You know, my wife that has borne me seven children. I don't care how close we are, she can't bear my sin going to take God. Amen? See, I, I, I can't, I can't, you know, I, I can love her through her sin or shortcomings, but I can't bear it. Huh? I, I, I cannot forgive her sin. I can say, you know, I, I appreciate you. you know, I accept your apology. But I have to go back to, as David said in Psalms 51, against thee and thee alone have I sinned. Oh, no, he, he, he didn't wrong God in a sense. But when he went against Uriah, amen, and, 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 and took his life, amen, and he was held accountable, he had to recognize that my sin was against God. I wronged the man, but the sin was against God. Because it's good to let us know who can forgive sin but God. That's one of the problems that the scribes and Pharisees had with Jesus because he was walking around there forgiving people's sin. They said, you can't do that. Y'all just don't know who I am. Uh, me and my father, I and my father, we are one. You know, so he had the power to forgive sin, but none of us do. So it has to come from God. So we begin to look at this, amen, and we realize, amen, that, you know, he came to pay for our sin. He came to, to take us out of that place of unrighteousness, amen, so that once we're in right relationship with him, we can put on his code of righteousness. We can take off that code of sin. He said, give me that. And, he, and, and uh, we can put on his code of wrong. We're in right relationship with him. Hmm. All the while, amen, God has been trying to get something to us. 
that we are missing. He's trying and constantly trying to bring the church into relationship with him. And, and, and this is the thing that really gets me is that, you know, in, in a relationship with the Lord, that's, that's what he wants to bring. But, you know, he, he knew, he sent his son because he knew that many of us, many of mankind that he created wouldn't even realize that we were lost. We going to and fro, and I, you know, I'm grown. I got a job, a house, a car, and I, you know, I got kids and grandkids, you know. But I might think I have it going on, and not even realize that I'm lost. And then when someone comes to you and say, you know, are you saved? You say, what are you talking about? What are you talking about Willis? Huh? Because we don't even realize our condition. Amen. That our, our separation, our, our lack of relationship with God. You know, you might say, well, I got all this and I, I'm good to go. And it's, no, 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 no. See, we cannot approach God superficially. We can't. And he sent him, amen. And therefore, that's why he wants us to do things like we did yesterday and beyond. So those that are lost might be able to come to an understanding Amen. We're supposed to be his representatives. We're supposed to be the evangelists. We're supposed to be the voice, amen, of God, amen, and the examples, amen, so people can see the difference. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, hallelujah. All we need to do, amen, is acknowledge him fully and completely. Because think about this. In this relationship with the Lord, what can we bring? You know, we talk about covenant and all that kind of stuff. What can we bring? You know, what do we have to offer to God? I ain't got no good answer telling me. Huh? Remember this, that we must offer him our love, our obedience, That's what he's, that's all we can do. You know, when, when I had my children, you know, and many of us who have children, we know, you had a little baby, what can they do for themselves? You love them to death. You know, and, and, and you, you just want to hold them. Ooh, 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 ooh. You know, but they can't even wipe their own mind. I'll just be real. Huh? But you love them nonetheless, and it's your desire. That as that child grows, as that child matures, they'll learn how to love you back. They'll learn how to respect you and honor you. They'll know, they'll know how to be in a right relationship with you. You know, and, and when you have a healthy parent-child relationship, that parent's not trying to pull from the child. He's constantly trying to get more to the child. I'm just talking about in natural relationships. And you want to see your child blessed? And you want to be able to give your child an inheritance? I mean, you want to see your child grow and mature? And the only thing you really want is their life. I'm talking about a healthy relationship now. Because I know we got all kinds of stuff going on because we don't know God like we need to know God. Universally. So where do you think that comes from? Only thing we can really bring to God is our love. 
learning to love him in return, to put him first, to honor, what did he say in Ecclesiastes, the whole duty of man. Why did he create us? He created us to love him. He created us to honor him and to worship him because that's all we can offer him. But when we decide to take the only thing we can give him and I start worshiping my wife or you, or you worship your husband, your children, your job, your money, God is a jealous God. Oh, much less start worshiping yourself. I told you I just want to make it simple this morning. Huh? I, me, my. You know, it's all about him. And when we step into relationship with him, that right relationship with him, wow, he can continue to meet out to us. He can continue to bless us. He can continue to use us. He can continue to, you know what? I even realized that when you really honor God, God will honor you. Oh, yes, he will. Let's, let's, let's look a little further. Amen. Because I, I, I'm, I'm believing every relationship should bring life. Amen? And blessing to those that are in the relationship. Huh? This is what the Lord wants to do. Amen? He wants to commune with us just like he came to commune with, with Adam and Eve in the garden. But then he found out that they choose to do their own thing. Amen? And, 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 and disrespect and dishonor his wishes. That severs a relationship. That damages a relationship. Amen? Even you know, amen, even your children or your spouse does something against you, it damages a relationship. Or it can be recovered, amen, but we got to do the right things to recover that relationship. And this is what the whole gospel is about, recovering that relationship with God so that we can walk right in the right ways that he has called us to walk. This is what he's calling us for, amen. See, he is invested in us. And in return, we need to learn how to reverence him. Oh, my goodness. What was the investment? Jesus Christ took on sin for us. Took on all that for us, amen. And you know, as we look at this holiday, amen, giving and receiving, <laughs> all those things one to another, amen. And that's good in and of itself. I mean, I like to get stuff, amen. And, and you know, I'm, but my wife will tell you, I am not the best shopper. I'm challenged with getting stuff for her. What else can I get? I, you know, I, when it comes to, you know, we'll go to the store sometimes and she's, I'm going to go get this and this and this, and you go look for this for the boys. And I, but I'm still clueless. You're talking about clueless in Seattle when it comes to shopping for something? I'll walk around for 30 minutes and I still can't find nothing. I'm just, I'm clueless, okay? So, don't, don't, it's not personal. It's just, but her, she had that basket stacked up. I'm getting this or this one and this one and that one. And I mean, she go, woo. And that's just not, that's year round. She be. I come home, they got little booties and little stuff at the house. We ain't got no kids. Oh, little coats and, you know, in the middle of the summer, I'll be seeing all kind of stuff popping up all the time. And I, we empty nesting. Our baby is going to be 26 this month. I ain't got no kids. But see, she's thinking about grandkids, and she's thinking about the great-grandson and, and the great, you know, I'm, and she constantly, but me, I, I, my brain don't work that way. You know, that's why I thank God he gave me her. Because she covers me so much. You know, sometimes I just be glad, just give her the money. Say, go, you know, I'll add to it. Just 
put, put both our names on it. You know. <laughs> and she does. She does. I'm just telling you. So y'all get a car from Pastor Dave and Pastor Linda. <laughs> I'm just telling you right now. It probably ain't in my hand writing. <laughs> okay. She covers the brother. See, so it, it, it comes down to see. But she, she, she got me. She's my helpmate. That's what it said in Genesis as well. Amen. He gave her, he gave me a wife that's suitable and adaptable to me. Amen. But don't y'all be hating on me. I love you. I love you. I just got, you know. But we begin to look at, you know, all these things, giving and receiving, but we must remember that giving all began because the Lord gave first. He gave first, and he's still giving. Like I said earlier, he gives us every breath we breathe, every heartbeat he gives us, amen. And, and oftentimes we just go on through life, don't even acknowledge him. But he's constantly giving us another chance, another opportunity, another way to come to him constantly. You know, and, and the thing is, why did Jesus come? Jesus, he, he came and he, he sent his son to lift us up out of our condition. What, you about? what condition? I'm good. Uh, everything is going good. Huh? I ain't got no issues. Got a good doctor. I'm on the right meds. You know, got the bipolar. No, you know, you know. Well, you know, we we feel like I'm okay. When he he came to lift us up out of our condition, Amen, and put us in right position with God. Because when we're out of position with God, I don't care how what you got going on, Amen. Your condition is less than what it ought to be. Huh? I don't care how great you might be, how much money you might have in the bank, amen, how, you know, how, how loved you are by everybody, how popular you are. If you are not in the right position with God, you're in a bad condition. That's a reality that none of us can escape. Amen. And we need to realize, amen, that without God, we're always, we're always in a condition of lack. Huh? Always. Go with me to, to Matthew, the 19th chapter. Hallelujah. Matthew 19, verse 26. This story kind of resounds a little bit here. It says, And behold, starting at the 16th verse, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good thing shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? What good thing can I do? How can I purchase this thing? Huh? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none but one that is God. Now notice, <laughs> even Jesus said, Now look, you got to remember, it's all about God. Not about me. Amen. Although he was, you know, God in the flesh, he still he couldn't reveal himself. And so he went to point him. It's all about God. But he said, look what, look what he said now. But if thou wilt enter into life, not a man is living and breathing. But he said, see, I want you to get this. He's living and breathing, but he said, if you enter into life, I mean real life and pass even beyond that into eternal life, if you'll do that, if you want to do that, keep the commandments. And he said unto him, which? Which one? Huh? And then look, look, no, no, but wait a minute. There's ten of them, but look, look what Jesus did. Jesus said, 
Thou shalt do no murder. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Honor, honor, honor thy father and mother, and thou shalt love the Lord. Why, my goodness. With, I mean, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Hey, now look. He just gave them the ones that dealt with relationships. Huh? He said, if you do these things, <laughs> so in the 21st said, the young man says unto him, all these things have I kept from my youth up. I'm good. Oh, look, I mean, he, he had plenty of money. I've been keeping the commandments. Huh? So what's the problem? And he asked, a, he asked a very, very imposing question. He said, what lack I yet? You know, where he's thinking, show me something. Where am I missing it? What do I lack? You know, we got people like that today. I, well, I, I keep the commandments. I pay my tithes. I'm in church. I do whatever. You know, we, we, we just go down the checklist of what we do and what we got. And, you know, it's like, hey, what lack I? Show me. And Jesus, Jesus kind of busted him out in the 21st verse. Huh? He put the pressure on. Jesus said unto him, if thou wilt be perfect, not in your eyes, but in the eyes of the Lord. He said, if you be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Now, I've got to deal with a few things in this verse. Are y'all doing all right? Now, 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 notice what he says. He said, if you're going to be perfect, go and sell what you got. Now, see, it wasn't about the money, but he knew where to hit him. Now, it might be something else in your life that he's telling you to give up. It might be something else in your life he's telling you to deal with. But he said, if you're going to be perfect, deal with this. Submit here. Surrender here. Give up here. Release that. Because he know right where to go. He know your address. And he knew with this young man it was going to be about his stuff. He said, go and sell it and give it to the poor. And thou shalt have treasure. Now, look, he said, you're going to lose everything. He said, you're going to have treasure in heaven. Huh? But here's the bottom line. Because he can go and sell all that stuff. And let's think about, what was it, the sixth chapter of Acts? Ananias and Sapphira? They went and sold their stuff, but they was in agreement because they wasn't really fitting to do what he told this man to do. After you sell your stuff, what did he say? Give it away and 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 come and follow me. That's the problem. When you do all these good things, look good, smell good, dress good, talk good, give good, but are you following? Are you following him? Or is all the things you're rewarded in and of themselves? 
because everyone sees you look good, smell good, dress good, drive good, live good, give good. So you've already got your reward. Because you're not doing it as unto him. I'm just trying to help us this morning. Look at the 22nd verse. He said, but when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. Maybe I think the possessions had him. Hmm? He couldn't get away from them. They had him, amen. The, see, the, the, the problem was this, amen. It wasn't that the father that he had the money. It, 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 wasn't, it wasn't that. The issue was that the, the young man didn't have the relationship with Jesus. He was doing all these things. But he had no relationship. He wasn't following. Hmm. Help us, Lord. Notice this. He said, I kept all these commandments from my youth. He followed the steps, but he didn't follow the Lord. Hmm? We can follow the steps. But if our heart, if the relation, I did this in your name, and I did that in your name. And he said, part from me. Be workers of iniquity. Why, why would he call them workers of iniquity? Because the things that they did in his name, they did for their own glory. They did for their own reward. They did to, to puff themselves up. It wasn't about him. They took all the credit. They took the glory. They took the honor. And in God's eyes, that's, that's working iniquity. You're worshiping yourself in my name. Hmm. Our relationship with God has got to cause, you know, when, when our relationship with him is right, it will cause others to take notice. Huh? In a good way. <laughs> I must add that. It'll cause them to, to realize, amen, that, that there's something different about you. You know, I remind you, in, in Acts 4 and 13, it says this, he said, when, when, now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They, you know, they, don't, they don't have the education we have. But then what is it? And they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. He said, they, they didn't go to the same schools we went to. I mean, we, these, but, but there's something about them. There's something different that makes us marvel. It makes us take notice because they've been with Jesus. And we need to realize, amen, that if our life isn't causing people to see Jesus, if they're all they see is us, then we, we, we actually become a roadblock. Huh? Think about it. Jesus, like I said, he, he came to give. He was a giver. He, he, he loves us, and he continues to give unto us. Amen. Just, just look at it. He, he came, and he, he did miracles and healings, signs and wonders, Walked on water and showed us that if we follow him like Peter walked on the water, we can, we can do the same thing. Huh? We can walk on these issues. We can walk on the storms of life. Amen. He opened blind eyes, healed lepers. Amen. Raised the dead, fed the multitudes. Jesus doing all this for us. Just overwhelmed me sometimes. Amen. 
suffered and died for us, was crucified for us, rose from the dead to restore us, huh? and then forgave our sins. All this that he's done for us. All this long before we knew we needed a Savior. He's already given. Before we even got here, he's making a way. You need to recognize huh, what this relationship is really all about. How important this relationship is. You know, he knew, amen, that we wouldn't know we needed him, but he came anyway. He made a way anyway. Amen. And he continues to give. He continues to bless. He continues to, to show his love unto us. You know, we see it in the Old Testament. Those that accepted him, how he blessed them. How he used them for his glory. Amen. And even in the New Testament, we ain't got time, amen, to talk about Abraham. How blessed he was. Solomon. Sheba. Job. Jacob, amen. At one point, Isaac was so blessed, they came to him and told him, you got to leave. You know, look at the 26th chapter of Genesis. He was so blessed, amen, in a time of famine. He said, no, y'all need to leave. You got too much stuff. You need to find another town to go to, another place to live. And we need to realize. Remember when he told the rich young man? You know, if, if you would just sell and you would, you would give all this stuff and, and give it to the poor and, and you'll have treasure in heaven, he wasn't just telling him that, well, you got to wait to the next life or eternal life to be blessed. That's not what he was saying. He said, you know, you, 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 it, it will follow you <laughs> there. One more passage, amen. Let's look at, at Mark. Mark Because God wants to bless his people now. Huh? In every area of our lives, I mean, he wants us to walk in, in, in a way, amen, if we would just follow after him. Huh? Mark 10, 28-31 says this. Then Peter began to say unto him, Lo, we have left all and followed thee. And Jesus answered saying, Verily, or certainly, I say unto you, no, there is no man that hath left house or brother or sister or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. In other words, all those relationships are good. But hear what he's really saying. Don't put those relationships ahead of me. Don't let any of these relationships become more important than this relationship. Huh? But look what he says in the 30th verse. But he shall receive, if you've done it for him and for the gospel, he said, but he shall receive a hundredfold now in this time. Everybody say now. That's not talking about eternal. That's not about later. That's talking about now. Jesus is talking about, I'll, I'll bless you now. And then he goes on to say, in this time, houses, brethren, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, and, um, whoo, wait a minute, hold it, we'll put on, get, get your eraser out, erase that next part, you know, uh, we, we, don't, we don't want to deal with that next part, well, that, that next part is not something that, you know, huh, you're going to get all this with, with, everybody say with, with. 
We want to be blessed, but we want to be blessed with. Persecution. Is that what it says? There's an S on the end of that. In other words, you're going to be persecuted more than once if you choose to be in relationship with him. Persecutions. Persecutions. But see, this is, this, this is a, you know, you know I, I know Brother Marco. I know Brother Marco. They're they golfers. Y'all know what I mean? He said, this is, persecution is par for the course. All right? It's normal. It's not over and above. You didn't get a birdie. It just comes along with this is the average thing for the course. For the child of God, persecution is just the average thing. When you're doing it for the gospel's sake, when you're standing for him, not you, persecutions are part of the package. It's the bow on the present. You're going to have more than one bow. Huh? But he told him, you're going, all that's going to come now in this time, all the houses and land, sisters and brothers and persecutions, and in the world to come, eternal life. You're going to get eternal life. That's the time. But many that are first shall be last, and the last shall be first. The key to all of God's provisions, amen, blessings in every area of our lives, amen, is really being in truly right relationship with him. There is no substitute, no level of service, or giving, or any of those things will ever substitute being in a right relationship with God. That is what salvation really is, being restored a right relationship with him and when we're restored to that right relationship everything else he wants to do for you in you and through you in this earth can be accomplished that's when we're able to step back into our position of dominion that's when we're able to walk as kingdom people is when we get back into right relationship with God. We understand his order. We understand his disciplines. We understand his word and his command. We understand all those things, and we are surrendered to every part of it because I'm in right relationship with him. I realize that he's not trying to take from me. He's trying to get something to me. He's trying to relate with me. Amen. Because why? He created me so that we could hang out together. You gotta ask yourself, who you've been hanging with? That's got you in a dither. Got you where you ain't supposed to be. Help us, Lord. What do you think about when you're receiving your Christmas presents and you're going Christmas shopping? Huh? Think about the greatest gift of all. Huh? The greatest gift that we could ever open up and enjoy is that gift of relationship with God. The greatest one. Because in that one, it really keeps giving. Because he's